all the moms out there watching us live on at Redemption Place Facebook. Um, I'm going to read you from Isaiah chapter 55. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and let the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again for this day to come together in your name. We are thankful for everybody who got to wake up this morning with breath in their lungs. Father, I pray your comforting Holy Spirit on those who have lost loved ones, whether it's the pandemic or depression or cancer, whatever the case, especially for those who have lost their mothers, bring them comfort and peace. This day, Father, bring your healing to our lands over every sickness, over every disease, over every addiction, in the name of Jesus Christ. Raise us up, Father, and put our eyes back on you as a nation, as a people. We stand united. And again, Lord, bless all the mothers far and wide, Father, I pray. And we thank you for this day of worship. In Jesus' name, amen.
bless you as you have joined us today in our live stream uh, edition. Uh, we are so glad that you are here and that you are with us. Um, I think my phone, I don't know Praise the Lord. We're going to go ahead and um, get started here. Um, if you are watching us and you say no, Especially not being able to have service, uh, in-house service, and uh, having to do uh, these live streams, um, and that's all that we can do uh, at this time. Uh, but you want to help give to the local church. Uh, we have multiple ways you can do that. You can uh, mail in um, your tithe to uh, PO Box 143, Hamilton, Michigan, 494. You can also um, give online, go to pastorstrong.com, and you can give online, um, and then you can click on the online giving uh, link right there, and you can give uh, to your local congregation. We appreciate your giving, we appreciate um, your ability to support uh, and faithfully uh, move the ministry forward, even through this let me just say, for many of you watching, uh, some of you are asking the same question that we are asking. Well, when can we come back and have in-house services? Um, you know, I love having an in-house service. I love being able to, um, you know, come together with all the people and, and come together with the body of Christ um, and share with one another and grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior together in one body, in one place and time. And um, as I would love to um, say that we can meet by the way and come back together. Uh, many of you also know the governor's orders uh, for the state of Michigan, which is our home state. Uh, and that uh, orders have uh, once again been extended. And so at this time, I do not have a firm answer for you as to when we can come back and meet and be together in the house of the Lord. Uh, I am hoping, though, very soon, uh, as I am longing to once again see all of you and, and uh, greet all of you in the name of the Lord. And so uh, I am praying, we are hoping soon and very soon we can be together. Again, uh, in saying that, um, I am calling this Wednesday night uh, to be a night of prayer and uh, join us Wednesday night via live stream. And uh, we're just going to come together and just pray Wednesday night. Pray for our economy, pray for our nation, state. Let's pray for the church. Pray for um, you know the ability to come back together. So, um, join me, we're at 6.30 uh, Wednesday night as we just come together and pray. And we're going to do that over live stream. So, uh, be with us on Wednesday. Uh, let me just say to all the mothers out there, Happy Mother's Day. We are so glad that you are with us. Uh, 
and that you are a part of our lives. Uh, we appreciate all of you mothers so very much. Uh, I want to get right into the message here today, um, and that message is going to be found in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 34. 2 Chronicles chapter 34. And I want to just share a little bit about uh, mothers and your importance to the nation, state, city, to a government, to a land, to your homes, to your families, your importance that you have. And I know sometimes you can go through and you can say, what, what, how important am I really? But I want to share with you, all of you moms listening and watching, you are important. Let me say that again. You are important. And most of all, you are important to God. Second Chronicles chapter 34. Now I'm going to read from verse 18. And then Shaphan, the scribe, told the king, saying, Hilkiah, the priest, has given me a book. And Shaphan read it. That means he read, he read the book before the king. He read the book to the king. And it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the law, that he tore his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah, and Ahikam, the son of Saphan, and Abdon, the son of Micah, and Saphan, the scribe, and Asaiah, the servant of the king, saying, Go, inquire of the Lord for me, and for them that are left in Israel and in Judah. Concerning the words of the book that is found, for great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us, because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord, to do after all that is written in this book. And Hilkiah, and they that the king had appointed, went to Hilda, the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikbath, the son of Hesper, keeper of the wardrobe. Now she dwelt in Jerusalem in the college, and they spake to her that effect. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We ask now, Holy Spirit, that you will anoint this message. Lord, that even through the online, even through the internet, even through these videos and live streams, Father God, that you will move through this message to each one that is listening. Father God, we ask now, let your word go forth in all its power, and let it touch each and every heart, in Jesus' name. The story we have here is a story that begins with a very young king. 
In fact, Josiah became king when he was only eight years old. Only eight years old when he became king. Now, I'm sure as many are aware that being that young and in charge and in control, he probably had many older advisors and, and, and men that helped lead him and, and, and guide him and making all the right choices for the nation. But finally, when Josiah says around his 12th year of his reign, so at this point in time, he would have been near 20 of age. And it's clear that now, at this older age, he is beginning to take more of the control over his kingdom. He's beginning to take more authority, more leadership. And in the 12th year of his reign, the Bible says that he decided within his heart, you know what? We are going to serve the Lord. Now that's a great, that, that, that's a great uh, ability for such a young man to make. To say, you know, we are going to serve the Lord. And he decided to go into the temple and he decided to get it all cleaned up. He decided to go into the house of the Lord and say, no, we got to fix this building up. We got to fix up God's house. And so he sent workers into the house. And he said, I want you to go and fix the church. Fix it up. Make it pretty again. Make it usable again. Make it functional again. And when they went into the house and began to clean everything up, rebuild the church, they found, hidden away, the book of the law. That means the word of God, the Torah. The five books of the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They found those books. And they saw what a precious gem and jewel it was. And they said, we got to bring this back to the king. And when they brought it to the king, they said, king, this is what we found. And Satan, the scribe, read those books to the king. And when the king heard of it, and he heard the words of the law, he heard the words of the word of God, he said to them, I want you to go and inquire of the Lord concerning this message. Now, I want to take a brief, a, a brief pause and just say what we are beginning to see here in this story, in the beginning of this story, is a young man, a young king, a young ruler saying, you know what, I just heard what God had to say and I want to begin to make some changes. But not only did I hear or heard what God had to say through the written word, but now I want to hear what God has to say through the right now word. In other words, he received the logos. He received the written word. He received what God had already previously had written down for you and I to hear and to receive and to understand. But now, Josiah said, you know what? I, I want to go one step further. I, I, I heard what was written, but now 
hear what God has to say right now. I want to hear a greater word, a fresh word. I want to hear a right now word from God. I want to say to whoever watching right now via live stream, God has a right now word for his church. God has a fresh word for his, oh, it's great to go back to the Bible. It's great to go back into the word of God and read the word of God. This was a revival of the reading of the word of God. But I'm also glad that a young man, even in his early 20s, said, you know what? I want more than just to read the word of God and to read what he said back in all those days. I want to hear what God is saying now. I want to hear what God is having to say to his church, to his people, to his nation now. I need a fresh word from God. Mama's listening to me all over this live stream right now. Your children, I don't care if they are in their young teens, if they are in their young ages, or if they are in their 20s. This man was in his 20s. They might seem like they think they know it all, but I came out to let you know, these young men, these young women, they are desiring a word from God. They are needing a fresh word from God. And he said to them, I want you to go and find somebody. I need you to go find somebody and inquire. Get a fresh word from God. Get a brand new message, a right now message. Go get one and bring it back to me. Now you know these men, they were already great leaders in their own right. In fact, Hezekiah was the high priest. Now, if you understand that word, high priest, what does that mean? It means there's nobody higher. He's the top dog in the church. He's the head enchilada of the ministry. There is nobody higher in the church than Hezekiah. He's the main man, the head honcho. Yet the Kaya, when the king said, I need a fresh word from God, the Kaya didn't attempt to stand up there and say, Well, I'm the man, so I, I'm going to get a word for you. The Kaya knew I got to go find somebody. Who has, a, who has that kind of relationship with God that God speaks to them on a regular basis. I gotta find somebody who God literally speaks to by, like a man speaks to another man, like a father speaks to a son, like a mother speaks to a daughter. I gotta find somebody who has that kind of relationship with God. Now, Hezekiah could have easily, if he wanted a prophet, as they were the ones who heard from God, they were the ones who spoke with God. He could have easily found prophets because in that exact same day and time, we have Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet who was living in that exact same moment. He was already ministering, he was already preaching. Wanted somebody to hear from God and he 
exact same day and time. He was doing ministry at this exact same moment. He was getting words from God and ministering the words from God. So Hezekiah and all these men with him who were appointed by the king to go and inquire of the Lord to get a message from God, to get a word from God. They had Jeremiah, they had Zephaniah. But they didn't go to Jeremiah. They didn't go to Zephaniah. Hezekiah, the high priest, didn't say, I'm just going to get a word by myself. We don't know how they knew of Hilda. We don't know exactly of how they became acquainted with this prophetess. We don't know of anything else than this prophetess that ever spoken to the Lord. We have no other messages in the Bible that says that Hilda gave other words from God. So how they knew of her, we don't know. How they had a relationship with her, we don't know. All we know is that when they, when it came time to get a right now word from God, they didn't go to the other prophets of the day. They found a mama. They found a woman, a prophetess of God, who was hearing from God, and they went to her. Listen to me, mothers, all over this house. God has affirmed you as a woman that can hear from God and receive a right now word from God for your family, for your nation, for your land. God has affirmed you as one that he can talk to, he can bring a right now word to. Is somebody hearing me in this house? Oh, you see, there may be others with a seemingly higher pedigree or office. But mothers, do not despise your position as a mother. For you are the one God has affirmed for such a time as this. Listen, every single mother listening to me. You are chosen by God. You are blessed and highly favored. You have a divine purpose. You are honored and looked up to. You are someone of great importance. I want to say that again. You are someone of great importance. We don't know much about this lady here, except we know two things, two very important things. The first thing that we know about this lady here was that she was the keeper of the wardrobe, it says. Now, some people believe that to mean that she was maybe a seamstress. Or a person that made clothes. But that word keeper in the Hebrew is the word shamar. And that Hebrew word shamar literally means to guard, to keep watch, and to protect, and to cover over. It is the same Hebrew word when we are talking about watchmen. When the Bible talks about watchmen standing on the walls. You see, watchmen were a priestly class. A class of priests. Who would literally, their function and their job as the priest was to go on top of the walls. And to walk along the top of the walls. 
to keep watch over the outside in case enemy invaders were coming. That was the job of the watchman. And right here, they gave to this lady Hilda the same word. They called her a shabar, a keeper, a watchman. Because see, a watchman is a seer. It's somebody who looks out and sees what's coming. Somebody who looks out to see what's going on. See, I, I believe that she was more than just a seamstress. I believe that this lady here that was more than just a, a, a wardrobe keeper that said, oh, oh, here's a nice looking clothes. Maybe this might be good. No, she was somebody who literally saw what the king needed to wear, what the king needed to cover himself with for every moment, for every event, for every occasion. He was, she was somebody who oversaw and, and somebody who kept protection over and covering over everything that he did. Everywhere that he went, he was covered over by this lady Hilda. He was covered by what she gave to him and said, cover yourself with this. Now today, cover yourself with that. I'm going to say to your mothers, it's time that you cover over your children every single day with a brand new word from God. You cover over your sons and your daughters every day with a brand new covering of the blood of Jesus Christ. You cover over your children every day with a brand new prayer covering, a brand new anointing covering, a brand new covering. If somebody hear me in the house of God this morning, hallelujah, you see, brothers, you have been anointed by God to cover your family. You have been anointed by God to put a covering over your children. You have been anointed by God to apply the covering. Hallelujah. Oh, I hope somebody's hearing what I'm trying to share this morning. You are, you are anointed. You see, the, the watchmen, they were anointed as priests to do what they did. You can't be a shamar without anointing. Listen to me, mother, all over. I believe right now that God is anointing every mother under the sound of my voice. He is anointing every mother with a shamar anointing. He's anointing you with the anointing to cover and anointing to know what kind of covering to place on your children for each and every single day. Hallelujah. He's anointing you to know and to be able to see even into the future, even into tomorrow, what kind of covering you need to put over your son, what kind of covering you're going to put over your daughter, what kind of covering you're going to put over your grandchildren. He's anointing you with a shamar anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just receive that right now. This is a Shemar anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second thing that we see about this lady, uh, Hilda, again, we've not told much. This is the only place she's found in the Bible. The only story of her in all the scripture. So we don't know much about her except two things. Number one, she was a Shemar. She was anointed. Number two, we know where she was found. She was found living in what the King James calls the college. That word Mishnah there literally means a second rank place. In fact, the New King James 
said it this way, that she was found living in the second quarter of Jerusalem. She was found in the second place. Mishnah literally is a ranking word, means second. Not first, but second. So this place that she was living in wasn't the palace. This place that she was living in wasn't the best part of town. Wasn't the first rate hotel. This area of town of Jerusalem that she was living in was not the high class society. This was the second quarter. The second place. Some of you mothers are already hearing what I believe the Lord is trying to say. Because some of you mothers listening to me right now, you have felt like a second rank person. You felt like you've been second all your life. You've been second to this. You've been second to that. You felt like even in your workplace, for those of you who are career moms, you feel like in the workplace you've always been second to somebody else. Somebody else has always gotten that promotion outside of you. Somebody else has always gotten the better pay over you. I'm talking to some mama, mamas in this house. Uh, some of your mothers have always felt like you're second in the family. Like, like, like your sisters or your brothers have always gotten uh, a peripheral treatment over you. Like, like, like they're counted as a higher person over you. But mothers, let me tell you right now today, even though you may feel like you're found in the second, God still sees you in the second. God still knows where you are in the second quarter. God still has his eyes and his hand upon you. And I want you to hear me today. When they wanted the right now word from God, they didn't go to the priest. They didn't go to the prophet. No, in fact, the high priest got off of his high horse and he came down to the second quarter just to find a woman named Hilda. You see, when you are affirmed by God, when you have been anointed by God, I want to tell you something, saints. When you have been affirmed and anointed, that's when God is about ready to appoint you. She was the appointed one to give a right now word from God. They went to find him. They went to locate her. They didn't care if they had to go into the slums to do it. They didn't care if they had to go into the ghetto to do it. See, mothers, listen, God has anointed you to place a covering. God has affirmed you as his right now servant, liver, right now world. So now it's time for you to believe your appointment. Arise to your appointment. Arise because your children are coming home. Your children are coming home to seek out a word from you. Your children are coming home to, to receive your covering. Your children are coming home to receive your anointing. Your children are coming back home in order to, to know that they, they can rest and abide under the shelter of your coming. Hallelujah. 
You have been affirmed, anointed, and appointed. But mothers, you've been given all of these things for one purpose. To give an answer. If they went to Hilda, and when they said, Hilda, here's all what happened. We found the Bible. We read it to the king. He said, now go and get a right now word from God. We came to you. And if Hilda would have responded, you know what? I don't have one. I don't have an answer to give. I believe this whole story would not have even been found in life. But you see, she was anointed and appointed to give an answer. Let me say that again. She was anointed and appointed to give an answer. Mothers, God has given you an answer to your family's pains and problems. God has given you the answer to your family's faults and failures. Mothers, God is giving you the answer to your family's crises and conflicts. Mothers, God is giving you the answer to your family's dramas and disappointments. Mothers, God is giving you the answer to your family's sighs and sorrows. Mothers, God is giving you the answer. He's giving you the answer. It's time to stop looking at somebody else to find the answer. God has anointed you, mama. God has appointed you, mama, to be the answer giver, to be the answerer, to say, I have heard from God. I've received of the Lord, and here is the answer for us. You have the answer. And you are going to receive the answer. When you come to the Lord in prayer, when you seek Him first, when you draw nigh unto Him. Mothers today, here's my challenge to you, likewise. I need you to first know and hear me. I might repeat myself several times, but I want you to hear this. If you don't hear anything else, I need you to hear this. You are affirmed as a person of God. You are anointed by the Spirit of God. And you have been appointed right now to be the answer giver for your family. It's time not to skirt that responsibility off to somebody else and just say, well, I don't really have an answer today. It's time not to just give that responsibility off to somebody else and say, well, hey, after all, so, you know, the man's the head, so we'll make him be in charge of this. See, they didn't go to Jeremiah. They didn't go to Zephaniah. They didn't go to a man. They went to Hilda. Mothers, your family is coming to you. And I just feel the Holy Spirit want me to say this right now. There are some mothers right now listening to me. 
But see, mothers, y'all not listening to me. You've been, you've been going after your children. You've been, you've been clamoring after them. You've been, you've been hounding them. You, you've always been the one that to make every single phone call. You've always been the one that make every single effort to reach out. Listen to me, mothers. Right now, I believe, I believe there's going to be a shift in the atmosphere, and you are no longer going to have to seek out your children. Your children are going to be seeking you out. In the name of Jesus, there's come there's, there's a shift happening. There's a shift happening in the atmosphere. There's a shift happening. This message be with you, whatever it will be. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, right now, I thank you for every mother who is watching me via live stream. Lord, I ask now that this message will touch them in some way. Lord, I ask that you, by your Holy Spirit, will help them to know and understand that they are someone of great importance. Even though they may feel like they're living in the second quarter, even though they may feel like uh, there's others of much more importance than they are, Heavenly Father, right now, I pray by your Holy Spirit that you will remind them, that you will lift them up and let them know how important they are. Father God, there can be no revival without our mothers. There can be no word of God renewal without our mothers. Heavenly Father, right now, anoint, affirm, and appoint every single one. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. My challenge again, draw close to God. Seek His word. Pray. And there you will find the answer for your family. I believe God's with you. I believe that God has a plan. And I'm looking forward to the day we can all come back together in the house of God. God bless you. Go with